Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Blessed be our God in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we thank you today in the name of Jesus. Our God, we worship you. We give you glory and honor and adoration. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. We bless your name. We thank you. We are here, Lord. Glory be to your name, O God. We worship you. We bless your name, King of glory, we thank you. Hallelujah. Let us pray, please. Our Father, we thank you today in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your goodness and mercies over our lives in Jesus' name. Be exalted forever, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Mighty and everlasting Redeemer, we worship you and we bless your name. We rejoice in you for bringing us together again to this Bible study this afternoon. We bless your name this evening that, Lord, you have been with us and your grace has been, has, has been servicing our lives. Thank you, Father, Thank you. in the name of Jesus. We praise you, we worship you. We give glory unto your most holy name. Holy Spirit, thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord, today. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord, today. In the name of Jesus. For your awesomeness. For your power. For your glory. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We bless your name. We adore you, Lord. Adoration and power to your most holy name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, the Holy Spirit. Lord, this, this evening we pray the Lord. You bring down your presence upon us today. 
As we go into your word, we pray that, Lord, you will teach us your word in the name of Jesus. You cause your word to prevail over our lives in the name of Jesus. And you cause your word to prevail in our life in Jesus' mighty name. Holy Spirit, take over. Holy Spirit, take over. Mali kasotoro masadayara. Holy Spirit, take over in the name of Jesus. We need you today. We need you today. We need you now. We need you in this teaching, in this study. Oh, Lord, we worship you. We know that you are here. Glory be to your name. We thank you, Father. Blessed be the name. Thy name in Jesus' name. Mali Kasadayara. Thank you, Jesus. Glory and honor to your name. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Today, by the grace of the Lord, we want to study, go into our Bible study, family Bible study. This is the fruitful family foundation with the banner of Family Faith Clinic with Paul and Grace. We thank God for bringing us to this point and to this place today. We bless his most holy name for he has been good to us. He has been kind to us and his grace has been sustaining us. We bless his name for that. Uh, today, we want to study in the book of uh, Romans chapter 8. We want to begin to study a systematic study on Romans chapter 8. But we want to study because this is Bible study. What did the Lord have for us in Romans chapter 8? Of course, Romans, the book of Romans chapter 8 is a book that the body of Christ in general gives uh, preference for. Preference for. Because in this book, there is, 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 is God, is both the, uh, the, the book is about the gospel of the Holy Spirit in the life of believer. And what the Holy Spirit is. And what is the work of the Holy Spirit in believer. So we want to check this, uh, this scripture. After Christ has finished his work of Calvary and saved us by that, there are things that the Spirit is doing that we have to understand, especially those of us that you are still, still living in the tabernacle of flesh. As we live therein, we are still called unto victory. Despite the fact that we are living in the flesh, in the human nature, in the helping vessel, but yet God himself has prepared a way of victory for us by his spirit. But many of us, we are not amassing these absolute blessings that God has given unto us. So life through the spirit is what this scripture is talking about. The life of Christian in the spirit. The life of Christian in the spirit. After being born again, after encountering Jesus Christ, after salvation, 
there are things that accompany salvation. And things that accompany salvation are born by the Holy Spirit who born us into Christ also. Because by the Spirit of the Lord we are born. We are born into the family of God. But there are some that are there are lives to live. There are there are uh, conducts to exhibit after we have been born again. We must exhibit all these uh, graces that God has prepared through Jesus Christ and by His Spirit. And you will understand that when Christ was going, He prayed a prayer for the disciples, and in the prayer we deduce that He He, he talks to the disciple and tell them that He will not leave them comfortless. He said he will still come back unto them. So which means that the Holy Spirit is still the coming of Jesus Christ. Of course, we are still expecting his second coming. But there is this person of Christ in the Holy Ghost. Bible said Jesus confirmed that when the Spirit come, comes, he will teach us all things. And remember, remind us all, remind us all things that he has taught us before. So that we not live in ignorance, uh, in ignorance. So because living in ignorance, in, in ignorance for the children of the Lord is uh, is uh, is filled with uh, uh, a lot of defeat. Because if we are not living in the spirit, if we are not, then we are not living in our habitat as believer. Because when we were born again, when we were saved, when we received Christ, we are not taken into the world, out of the, and we, not, we are not taken out of the world or into heaven immediately. We are left in this world to live life. Let me say, to live life. And that only one singular life is life in the spirit. Life through the spirit. When Jesus Christ prayed for us and he promised the Holy Spirit, the coming of the Holy Spirit to us, he talked about the Holy Spirit as if it is himself that he is that is returning. He said that we I will, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come unto thee. I will not leave thee comfortless, but I will come to thee. And if I, if, if I go to the Father, I will ask the Father to, uh, to send his spirit. And I'm reading that in the book of uh, chapter, I mean, John chapter 14. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm reading from verse 16 of John 14. He said, And I will pray the Father, and he shall, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. What Jesus Christ was saying here is that, of course, he's, he's departing physically, but he has his spirit 
And the same, you know, is the word of the Lord, is the word among the Trinity. Is the Son among the Trinity. And the Son is the word of God. According to what the, what the Bible said in the book of John also, that the, I mean, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and God was the word, and the same was in the beginning with God. That is John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. And uh, so this same word of God, which is Jesus Christ who manifested to us, in the body and is he manifested to us and God manifested him to us as his own son. So meaning that the Trinity, one of them came in the person of Jesus Christ. The Father sent him and when the, I mean, he sent him as, as son, but yet he is the word of God personified. The word of God that came to be in the, in the flesh according to what we read, with what we read also in that book of John, chapter uh, chapter 1, where we read uh, just now. Let me read it again. The Bible said in verse 10, um, let me read verse 9, that, uh, that, that was the true light, which, which lighted every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the, was, the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. But the word knew him not. I read verse 14. Let me just jump to 14. Uh, okay, 13. Of course, we are studying the word of God together. Let's check verse 13. From verse 13. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwell amongst us. And we beheld the glory. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This is Jesus Christ who came as the only begotten Son of God who came in the flesh. He was made flesh, according to what the Bible said, and dwelt among us. So Jesus Christ, the word of the Lord himself, Jesus Christ, the word of God himself, was personified. Was, was, he came in the flesh. So he is the same person that told us in the book of John chapter 14, where we just read, he said, I, when I depart from you, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come unto you. He said, I will pray the Father, and he shall send and he shall send, he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. And that is the person of the Holy Spirit. Another comforter, the comforter that was written, that is written here, was is written in capitals. Capital C, capital letter C, meaning that this comforter that is coming is a person like Jesus Christ. Of course, Jesus Christ manifested to us in the flesh. But this is the spirit of the Lord. In verse 17, he called him the spirit of truth. Which the world cannot receive. Remember? And take note of that. Which the world, whom the world cannot receive. Because 
the world see him not. Neither, the, neither did the world know, know it him. But ye know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Amen. So the Holy Spirit as, as a person was what Jesus Christ was talking about. And when he was saying it, when he was saying it to us, according to what is written and we read here, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come unto you. Verse 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. As if Jesus Christ himself that is, is, is him that is coming. And indeed, is is G it is I don't want to say was. It is G, it is it is it's still, it's still him. I mean, Jesus Christ, who is coming again in the person of the Holy Spirit. So, and the coming of the Holy Spirit is to live in us, is to dwell with us. And when he dwells with us, after we have been saved by the same Spirit of God, through the Word of God, through the Word of God, who is Jesus Christ. So, which means that when we are born again, that are exactly as it was read in the book of uh, John chapter 1, verse 1 said, in the beginning God made the heaven and the earth. Verse 2 said, and the word was, and the, and the word, let me just read it, there is something I want to bring out there to, to connect with what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Because there is a mystery in the scripture about the beginning of the word that was written in the book of Genesis, and another new beginning of the world that was recorded uh, in, the, in the book of John chapter 1. Because when we are, at the time that we are getting born again, there are three, these three, uh, uh, what do I call them? These three uh, in one God, they are working. That is, the, the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And uh, in the verse 2, the Bible says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was, uh, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. When you, when you read from the beginning, the Bible said, in the beginning, God. Meaning that God was the main, the, the main glory, the main power, the main, the main domain of everything when the world was to be created. And uh, his word of God, his word is with him, with him at creation. And his spirit also is at work also when he was creating the world. The same thing was what goes on into our salvation. When we are born again, we are born again by the word of the Lord because of God's message sent to us through Jesus Christ. I'm coming to that. And the Bible said, let me read in verse 3 again. And God said, let there be light and there was light. So when you read verse 1, verse 1, verse 1 is talking about God the Father. Verse 2 is talking about God, the Holy Spirit, he said, and the heart was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. 
and verse 3. And God said, there, let there be light, and there was light. We found that God did not speak in verse 2. But when he got to verse 3, God spoke his word out. His word brought something. And that is what is called light. God said. His word is, was in force. The moment he released the word, the light came. The word, the creation of the word began. And the foundation of the word was light. The foundation that the Lord laid the word upon, the earth that you are dwelling in now, the foundation of it was the light. God laid the foundation of this world by the light. Everything has its own foundation. Every house has foundation. Whatever you begin has foundation. But for God, when he was creating, he made the light to be the foundation for the creation of that he, that he wants to make. He want to, he want to, he want to, uh, that he was creating at that time. So, and then immediately God spoke and said, Let there be light. The Bible said, And there was light. That is God the Son in action. Amen. So that is how God first manifested himself to us in three, in three, in three graces and powers and, and the glory. The glory of the Father, the glory of the Spirit of God that move upon the face of the water, ready for action to, to, to reconstruct the earth and to renew the earth and to make it new. And the Bible said, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. This is what, what goes on into our salvation also. When we were born again, three things happened. The Bible said in the book of John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning. The same was in the beginning with God. Uh, and, and all things were made by him, that's verse 3. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. In who? In the word of God. That's where I'm going. So we are born again through the word of God. And this same Jesus Christ is the word of God that became flesh. As we read it, which we're not going to, we are not going to repeat again. So Jesus Christ was the word, the word of the word of God, that was now telling the disciples in uh, John chapter fourteen that I will come unto you, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you, and that is talking about the Spirit of Truth. I mean, the Comforter, that He said He will pray the Father, that. He may come, that he may send to be with us and abide with us forever and dwell in us and among us. Now, we now go to that chapter uh, 8 of Romans, chapter, um, chapter 8 of Romans. And the Bible said, verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them, that, to them which are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Remember that we are talking about the spirit of the Lord, the, the spirit of the Lord, activities of the spirit of the Lord in the life of a believer. 
So, what are those things that we enjoy when Christ came to us and saved us? And after he saved us, what kind of life are we to be? Are we to live there thereafter? And that is life in the spirit, or life through the spirit. No believer can succeed in this world and in journey unto heaven without this power of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to succeed in everything. The Holy Spirit, we are born by the Spirit of the Lord. We are saved by the Spirit of the Lord. We are a guarantee of the future by the Spirit of the Lord. So you see, that uh, this Roman chapter 8 was divided into three, into three, so us into three, and those three uh, segments are life through the Spirit, and if we live in the Spirit, then the, is, uh, the Spirit of God will take us to the future glory, which is the second segment of this uh, Romans chapter 3. And then, before we get to the future glory, we have things to conquer. Those are the things that, those are things that uh, uh, the book of Romans chapter 8 is telling us. You can see that the book of Romans is very crucial to our life as believers. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, life through the Spirit is what we want to check first. Then, we begin to check about uh, the, what the Holy Spirit produced through living our life spiritually. That is future glory. Amen. We will get there by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. And then what we must do before we get there, we have, to, we have many things to conquer through the same spirit. We have future glory guaranteed through the, through the spirit of God also. Hallelujah. And we have, the, we have things to conquer and many things to conquer through the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. So we want to begin to study this chapter 8 of Romans chapter 1. I read once again. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Remember, he said no condemnation for those who are in what? In Christ Jesus. No condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus. Who are those people that we can talk of being in, to be in Christ Jesus? Who are those? The Bible says, those who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. You may say you are in Christ Jesus. It is, this, it is, it is visible to say and fixed to hear. But the truth behind this word is that only those who are in Christ Jesus, who are those who are no more walking after the flesh, but after the spirit. Remember when we were saved, we said we'll have life to live. And that life is life in the spirit. Still in the tabernacle of flesh. Still in our body as human. When we were saved, as we said, as we said at the beginning, when we were saved, we were saved uh, and we were not taken to heaven immediately. We were saved and we were, we were, we were called into the family of the Lord to, uh, 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 
to the family of the Lord to, to exhibit graces of salvation. And it is only by the Spirit of God in us to do that. You see, brethren, before we can live life of victory, total life of victory over principalities and powers, over spiritual wickedness in high places, remember that we are in Bible study today. Of course, we know that the Lord God Almighty is here and is teaching us. Hallelujah. The Bible said uh, that those who are not walking in the flesh, but are in the spirit, it is only them that are no more living in condemnation. No power, no force, no, uh, no any authority. We still continue ruling them. Because the highest authority is what we are living in when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. We are living in highest authority. And what is that authority? Authority of the Spirit of God. The same Spirit of God is God himself, personified in man. Jesus Christ was what who made it possible for us to live the life of the Spirit because he paid great price and sacrifice in order to, for, it to be, to, for it to be possible. Because there was a veil that Jesus broke. The veil that covered the temple in those days did not allow them to enter into the temple freely. But Jesus Christ came to break the veil by his body and by his death. When Jesus Christ was crucified, he was crucified in the flesh. And when he was crucified in the flesh, it shows that he made it possible for everyone that wants to live victorious life in the spirit to live it. So life that is victorious is life that is lived in the spirit of Jesus Christ. Remember when we said that Jesus Christ, when he was departing, he said, uh, where we read in the book of uh, John chapter 14, that I will come unto you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. I will come unto you. He's talking about the spirit of the Lord as if Jesus Christ was, is the one that is coming personally again. And so it was. Because Jesus Christ was God personified, was spirit personified, and was the word personified. And the same word of God was telling his disciple before he departed that I will send myself back. I will bring myself back in, 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 in my spirit. God was talking. When Jesus was speaking to his disciples, he was speaking, of course, the disciples may not discern who he was at that time fully because they, they may not have been able to comprehend who Jesus was at that time because they have not received this spirit of God, which Jesus Christ called in chapter 14 of John, he called him the spirit of truth. Because when the spirit of truth comes, he said he will teach you all things. And what is the spirit of truth? When the spirit of the spirit of God comes in us, He made us to know things that are true about God, and things that are true about us, and things that are true about this world. Those three things was what the Holy Spirit manifests in us. He will make us to understand God, the truth about God, the truth about ourselves, and the truth about the world that we are living in. So when we understand these three we'll be able to live victoriously. So therefore, that's the reason why the Bible said in verse 1 of that 
Romans chapter 1. He said, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So the life of victory starts from walking after the flesh, not, uh, after the spirit, not in the flesh. In verse 2, he said, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free, has made me free from the law of sin and death. What dwell in our body are two laws together before we were born again. And these two laws are law of sin and law of death. A law of sin was born in all, was born through uh, our our father Adam and Eve. Who, who permitted uh, who permitted the devil to, to borrow their flesh from them. And when he borrowed their flesh from them at that time, he never returned it until today, until Jesus Christ came back and gave his own body and presented his own body, his body, glorious body. And remember that Jesus, Christ was, Jesus Christ's body was not even glorious until he died. And he was resurrected. Why? Because he had to live in this world himself, in the same flesh, victoriously, before he will be assigned and appointed to be the Son of God. Of course, when God was declaring him at, uh, at the time when he was being baptized by John the Baptist, God declared him to be his son. He said, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. So hear Jesus. To hear him is to hear God. But Jesus, God was declaring him to be son. But yet he was not son until he died. Until he finished his course. Until he presented his body successfully. To break the veils that was covering, uh, uh, that, that was covering us from seeing God and knowing God. So Jesus Christ did all those, all those three things successfully. He died in the flesh. He paid the price so that what is within the veil, behind the veil, shall be revealed. What is behind the veil is more glorious, more, more honorable, more beautiful, more powerful, and filled with all blessings. But yet, we, are, we didn't have access to it because those are the things that was prepared for us at the beginning of, of, of the world, when the Lord placed us in the garden. He placed us in the garden that was filled with all glory, all honor, all the presence of the Lord, and everything about God and what God is. Indeed, even in that same garden, the Lord planted a tree of life. And the tree of life can only be found in heaven now. It's no more on earth here. So it, it means that the same tree of life that was planted in heaven was what was planted on the earth also, before, the sin, before sin came. And that was the reason why they were driven away from the garden and they were blocked away from the glory and the veil covered, uh, covered, co covered the presence of God from man. So man could not assess God anymore. Man could not assess God anymore because what? The entrance that the, entrance that the enemy took to, take, uh, to, to come into the life of man was the flesh, was through the flesh. So he entered into the world of man, into the life of man, through the flesh. And because the flesh gave in unto the, unto the enemy, 
The enemy took over from the flesh. That's why he controlled the life of everyone that comes to this world from the flesh. So that's the reason why it becomes abomination for anyone that is in faith, that is in Christ Jesus, to continue to live lives in the flesh after being saved. It is a, it is a taboo. Taboo to, the, to, 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 to God and to the heavenly being. When we are saved, we are saved to come out of the flesh because what is the essence? If you say we have been born again and we have Christ in our lives and we are still living in the same flesh, if you remember, the fl same flesh that was corrupted, the same flesh that, uh, that, uh, that gave in unto the devil, the same flesh through which the enemy entered into the life of man, and man became uh, impoverished. Man became a subject unto the devil. Man became a prey unto the enemy. And that was why Jesus Christ now came. When he came, he came and paid the sacrifices of, of his dear life. He gave his body. The Bible said, a body as thou prepare me. Hallelujah. A body as thou prepare me. What's that scripture? A body as thou prepare me. Amen. So he was prepared a body to the Lord. Give me that scripture. He was prepared a body for the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 10 5. That scripture, the Bible said it. A body as thou prepare me. Let's go there. To see what Christ paid the price for. Hallelujah. Hebrew 10 verse 5. Hallelujah. Let's go to Hebrew 10 verse 5 together. Children of the Lord. Uh, to confirm what I'm saying here. In the book of Hebrew chapter 10 verse 5. The Bible said, let me read from verse uh, 4. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he, say, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body as thou prepared me. A body as thou prepared me. Jesus Christ prepared, prepared God. He prepared for his father a body. A body. A body. Amen. Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Father prepared, prepared the body for him, and Jesus Christ also made it possible by giving himself over to the Father. Because when Jesus Christ, when God prepared the body of his son, Jesus Christ, as sacrifice in order to, re, to, to remove the cause and the poverty and the problem that the flesh caused from the beginning, remember that when they were being tempted, Satan talked to their flesh. And the flesh talked to the mind. And the mind spoke to the spirit. And the mind and the spirit agreed together to come against God. And these are the three things that Satan arrested in man. But he entered through the flesh. He entered through the flesh. He made it possible for the woman to, to, see, the, to see the fruit through the eyes of the flesh. That the fruit, that the fruit is pleasant to look upon. And it is something that could be eaten to make one wise. Meaning that he saw it, she saw, uh, saw, saw it with his flesh, and thinking about it in his mind, she agreed that it is, it is a fruit to be eaten to make one wise. Hallelujah. Now, that was how the, the, the flesh agreed with the spirit of man 
to become enemies to the Lord. And that was, from that time, the flesh become, became abominable, abomination unto the Lord. So anything that is done in the flesh by a Christian, by a believer, is an abomination to the Lord. It's an abomination to the Lord. I repeat, it's, ab it's an abomination to the Lord. It enters nothing about God's uh, inheritance. Now, the Bible said, God, I mean, God prepared Jesus Christ's body, and Jesus Christ himself gave over himself, his own body, for our sin on the cross of Calvary. Let me read verse 6 of that Hebrew chapter, nine, chapter 10. The Bible said, In burnt offering and sacrifice for sin, thou hast no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book that it is written of me to do thy will, O God. And uh, verse 8, above, when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offering and offering for sin, thou wouldest not, neither hast thou pleasure therein, which are, the, which are offered by the law. You see, what we are saying here is this, that Jesus paid a sacrifice and he paid it dearly. And the sacrifice he paid was in his flesh, in his blood. And the life of the flesh, the Bible said, is in what? It's in the blood. Are you with me? The Bible says, Grace, I want you to be with me. The life of the flesh is in what? The life of the flesh is in the blood. Amen. And that was what Jesus Christ paid the price for. He gave his body that carries the blood. Amen. And the blood inside that, the, that the, uh, and the blood um, that, that, that is residing and fueling the flesh. So, which means that the, li the life that is in the blood of Jesus Christ that was living in his flesh was what Jesus Christ paid the price for. In order to break the veil, to remove the veils and open. So, and, uh, and he used it to pay the price to remove the cause from us so that the cause of the flesh will not remain with us. And that is why we have verse 2. Romans chapter, two, chapter 8, verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Meaning that when Christ now pay all the price in the flesh, in his own body, it became a law. He released a law against law. Law against what? Against law. There have been, remember the, the Bible said, when we, when we sinned, there is living in us, there had been living in us the law of sin and the law of death. The law of sin and death at the same time live together in our blood and in our flesh. But Jesus Christ paid the price and created a new law. New law that supersedes all laws. Why? Because when Jesus Christ was paying that, that price, he paid it with his only body. He fought against, against sin, against Satan, against even the flesh. Because when he was, yeah, the Bible confirmed that he was tempted even like us, like as we are, in the flesh. But he sinned not. He did not commit sin. He gave himself over to God and everything about him became God's. And he presented himself wholly, wholesomely unto the Father. That the Father should utilize his body, his flesh, in order to break the law, evil law of sin and death. He said, let me read verse, five, verse 1 and 2 together. There is therefore now no condemnation 
to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Can you hear that? A life that we lived before without Christ. But in Christ now, we are walking away from the flesh into the spirit of, into the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And being that Jesus Christ paid those price, he created a law that we call the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Because when Jesus Christ paid the price, he, he, he paid the price, of, the price of his own life. Because the life that is in, the, in his blood was his own life. And he gave that life that is in the blood over to us. And because that life that is in, the flesh, that, 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 that is in his own flesh was not lived, in, his flesh was not lived in sin. He did not live in sin in the flesh. So he was qualified enough to pay the price so that his blood will be so holy and be holy enough to break the law of sin and death in us. So that is what we have in verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Let me read to us John chapter 8, verse 36 quickly to confirm this. John 8, 36 to confirm this. What Jesus Christ has done to us. He has done great thing to us. He has done a wonderful thing to us that no man had ever done unto us. Romans 8, verse, I mean, John 8, 36. I read from here. Hallelujah. The Bible says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be what? You shall be free indeed. What is it? For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus that he has paid, uh, has made us to be what? To be free indeed. Because Jesus Christ, before he even died, he knew that he knew what he came for. He knew that he came as a lamb sacrifice for the sin of man. That's why he said, if I, the son, only, only I can make you free or shall make you free, it is only then they can have the freedom indeed. The freedom indeed. So if you, really, you are really born again and really born again and I'm saved, genuinely, it shows that I have been, I must begin to live my life in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And this is a great thing, my brother, because he said, he said, for the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the sin of law and death. Something happened some years back. I was in a house of a brother. I didn't know that the brother was, this brother, he was, he was my friend. He has been my friend from the, from the, from the, uh, from the, from, 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 from uh, the youth. And uh, I was in his house because I was not there when he got married to that, to that our sister. That our sister has gone to be with the Lord now. But immediately I began to visit the family because uh, I have knew that lady before when uh, I was, uh, we were together in a church. But I left that church for another town. And I was living there. So I and my brother, we, brave, we broke our uh, uh, what do I call it? Uh, communication together. So, but we we dearly love one, love one another. So when we met again, I started going to his house. But now, 
he has married somebody that was contrary to the will of God for his life. Because I knew that lady to be of the world of darkness at that time. Because when we were all young, we looked for. So, but God gave us, each of us, uh, what do I call it now? Discernment or gifts, different from one another. But the Lord gave me the gift to discern who that woman was. So when my, when my brother married her, oh my God, I didn't know that that was the person she, she would marry. It really pained me. So I began to go to the house. One day, because you know that, uh, uh, maybe I didn't know, because I, I told my brother that he had made a mistake in the person he has married, because this is what I felt about him. Do you know what happened? Even that, my, that woman did not give birth to any child. For my friend, till that woman died. And my, that's my, that my friend was older than me. He's older than me. I am 62 now. But that my friend is older, was older than me. He didn't have any child. And that woman just died maybe one or two years ago. Because of the problem of uh, this marine world and whatever that she came from. And do you know, because I was the one who shed the light in the heart of my brother to know the kind of woman he has married. So I became the enemy to that woman in style. But she did not show it. But one day I was in their house. That day I had a very great burden. Great burden that I'm under attack. And that will be, are you, are you listening to me? I am under an attack. And it was dead in the night. I woke up. I couldn't sleep. As if something, something evil is about to happen to me. Then I began to pray. Do you know what the Holy Spirit helped me to do? The Holy Spirit helped me to pray with this verse too. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit helped me to pray with this verse 2 of Romans chapter 2, um, chapter 8. Hallelujah. Verse 2 of Romans chapter 8. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free, has made me free from the law of sin and death. I did not know the reason why I'm just repeating that, that word of God. Do you know immediately I was releasing that word? Everything that, that, that uh, every evil order that surrounded me at that time. Everything that that that, that 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 I was feeling at that time as body, just it it just uh, it vanished and faded away immediately because of this scripture. Why? Because I am in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. I didn't walk in the flesh, so it's very dangerous for a believer to be walking in the flesh. It's very dangerous for us to be what to be walking in the flesh. The world, the life in the flesh. Is disaster to the believe, to believers. When I enter into the lie, into the into the into that my friend's uh, house, do you know that if I'm somebody that is walking in the flesh, I may have died on that day. I may have been attacked because when I enter into the house, I didn't know that the wife of my brother of my of my friend had already set me up for long. And uh, and what I saw that followed it after the, that prayer that I prayed was this. After using this same scripture, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Every fear flee away. Every, every body, every negativity that surrounded me at that time, every order of negativity that surrounded me just it, it disappeared immediately. Quoting this scripture. Why? Because there is this genuity, genuineness in me that I'm living not in the flesh, but in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It works for me because I am not living or walking in the flesh. 
in that same night, do you know the vision I had? I had a vision. In the dream, I saw a, a very big snake in the dream coming to me gently as if it's not coming to attack. It was crawling to me. What do you call it now? I assume. Uh, the snake crawl, Abi. Uh huh. The, 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 snake, the snake was crawling to me gently like that. Eh? What was? Uh, wriggling like that and coming to me gently. But I know something is telling to, telling me that immediately it come to me, it will attack and strike. Do you know? I stood up. I stood up immediately. I stood up in the spirit. I saw myself standing up, and I saw the snake standing up also. Hallelujah. Do you know somebody that is sleeping? You know, I stood up in, a, in my dream against that against that snake, and he too stood up, and I wanted to do what to grab it. And do you know what happened? As I look, I I, 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 I stretch my hand to do like that. I hit my hand that I wanted to grab it with. I I hit it against the wall. Hallelujah! And I woke up, and this hand of mine that I hit the wall against, pained me for at least one month. Hallelujah. That was only bruise, the bruise that I had. That was why, that is, that is how the scripture came to pass that says that the son, uh, that, 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 that the seed of the woman will break his head and that shall bruise his ears. I was only bruised, but I broke the head of the enemy. Hallelujah. From that day, the, the war became high and the wife of my brother started at that time. I pray that none of you will mismarry in the name of Jesus. That my brother was sound in faith. He was sound in faith. In fact, it annoyed me the kind of woman that he married. That woman, do you know what she did? He said, he, she, do, she, do you know what she did? She made, she, she lied about me to her husband. I didn't know. Her husband, when I call her, will just know, he will no more answer me. Eh? Yes. When I call my brother, Rada, she, I mean, he will not pick my call again. One day I went to her, I went to him, hallelujah, to know what was happening. She told me that her wife said some, his wife said some, she said something to me, to him, and it was a lie. Hallelujah. He lied to the woman, uh, he lied to my friend that I accosted her because she did not give birth to children. She said that I told her that I can pregnate her for my brother. And I didn't know the, I didn't remember any time I said that. And say what? Hallelujah! And that, that was what that was how my brother hated it. And for many years, this same brother that will come to me, that we go to places of prayer together, we lock ourselves somewhere in the, in prayer in, 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 in the prayer chalet and pray earnestly. Hallelujah! He just stopped, and we couldn't move again together. I pray you know Miss Mary in the name of Jesus. We are not talking about marriage today because this is the Bible study. Of course, in the title that we that you saw in this uh, title, we just rushed into the distribute. We didn't edit that title. We are in the Bible study. But what happened is this: the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that I was living in secured me, saved me. Hallelujah! Let me tell you something: if people are saying hurt against you, if they are lying against you, if your life your life is living in the spirit, you will overcome them. Your life will, will disgrace them. Because this is the life that you are living and the law that you are living on is in verse 2. You are living in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Can you just imagine that? Law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. 
Meaning there is a law that is going on inside of you as a believer when you are saved and you are free with the Holy Spirit and you are walking in the Spirit. Hallelujah. You are living within the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And the Bible said, against such, there is no law. Against such, there is no law. I found that in the book of, uh, is it not uh, Romans? That, that were, is that those that are working in the, that are not working in the flesh? Uh, um, talk about the, those, those, that are, those, those that are bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. When he talk about the kind of spirit that they, the fruit that they will be bearing, and at the end of the fruits that, that they are bearing, working in the spirit, he said, against such, there is no law. Galatians. Amen. Hallelujah. We, can, we, can, we find that in Galatians chapter 5. Against such, there is no law. I'm still in verse 2. We may go systematically, you know, we are not going to rush by the grace of the Lord. Galatians chapter what? Five. Chapter 5, verse 19. Hallelujah. Galatians 1, I mean Galatians 5, I'm reading. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, now the work of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, deriance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envy. That's not where I'm going. Of God, just me read it. Let me just read verse 22 from verse 22. Hallelujah. Uh, now, but, okay, the only thing you want us to continue to read it. Let's read on. In verse 19. Now the work of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, deviance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, reveling, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. Verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit of life, um, for, sorry, but the, spirit of, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. Meaning that if you are living within the spirit, producing these fruits, living in the spirit, producing these fruits, there is no law against you. You are living above all evil laws. So to come out of evil laws is to do what? Is to live in the spirit. In fact, my story about my marriage, I, I used to say it, what secured me when I entered into that marriage was, was that I lived my life in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. If any power come into that, come against that law, that same scripture that says, against such, there is no law. Against such, there is no law. We come to realization. We come to reality. If you are living in your, your life in the spirit, I have told, I have, we have taught in our teaching that even if you mismarry, you marry somebody that is not your wife and is an enemy of Christ that you marry, maybe as husband or wife, then what can secure you also is to live in the spirit. Live your life in the spirit. You will conquer. There is nothing the life in the spirit cannot conquer. When you are living carnally, you are living in jeopardy. You are living in, you are living in danger. When you are living in the flesh, you are living in, the, in danger. But when you are living your life in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, 
you are living a life that is made free from the law of sin and death. Whatever law that the enemy brings always comes with that two messages. The Bible said for, for I, mean, I mean, the law of sin and death. The Bible said for the, uh, for the thief cometh not but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And everything that he did, uh, that, 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 that his ministry anchored in is in sin. When the life is being lived in sin, then it is sin. I mean, death is possible there. Death is possible there. But when you are living your life, walking in the spirit, life is possible there. Remember, we are talking about living the life through the spirit of God. Huh? Now, verse 3, let's jump to verse 3 now. I think you have understand this scripture from verse 1 to 2. Remember, we are studying Romans chapter 1, I'm mean chapter 8. We are dwelling from verse chapter uh, verse 1. We are talking about the, uh, the, the uh, no condemnation issue, issue about anyone. No power, no force will be able to condemn you. You are not going to, you are not going, you are not, you are not going to be condemned in any way if you are living in the flesh. The Bible even confirmed this. I'm sorry, if you are living in the spirit, rather, God bless you, my dear. If you are living in the spirit, there is no any law that will come against you. Even the witchcraft of your of, of your family are not wizard and of your of your, of your of your generations, of your generation of your progenitors. They will know who you are and they will bow to the spirit in you and the power in you. What they want to see is that Christ that died and crucified and came back in the spirit of God and dwell in us. That's why Jesus Christ said, I will come to you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And he came in again, I mean, Jesus Christ. And he, be, he, he, he came in his own spirit. And he lived in us. And the life that he, that he lived in us is the life of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. You, uh, why, 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 don't you, why don't you pray to the Lord that God will take you, take you through that journey. Whereby your life will only be lived through Jesus Christ. And the spirit within you. And no iota of flesh you will yield unto. The Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. It's very rewarding. It's very rewarding to live our life in the spirit. It's very rewarding. Very, very rewarding. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Verse 3. For what the Lord could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemn sin in the flesh. What the law could not do. What the law could not do. Which law? Which law? What the law could not do. Which law? In the book of Acts, chapter 13, verse 39. Let's read about that law. What does Acts chapter 13, verse 39 have to tell us about that law? I mean, what the law could not do. What is that law? Uh, let's read about it in uh, um, Acts 13, 19. I'm trying to open to Acts 13, 19. The fan, I mean, hallelujah. 13, verse 19. Hallelujah. Acts 13, 19. Reading. Uh, sorry, Acts, Acts 13, sorry. Acts, Acts 13, verse 39, rather. God bless you. Acts 13, 39. And by him, all that believe that justified from all things, from all things, 
from which it will not be justified by the law of Moses. We are talking about the old laws of do this and do that. Don't do, don't eat, don't do that. Praise the Lord. If we are living in that law, hallelujah, we are living outside. We cannot live at the same time in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It doesn't agree together. The old life, the old life cannot be taken into the new. Cannot be carried into the new. The Bible said something in the scripture. He said, every man in his own order. But after them, those who are in Christ Jesus. Please, every man, every man in his own order. Afterward, those who are in Christ Jesus at his coming. There is a life in Christ Jesus that we must live outside the flesh. And when we live that life, Amen. There is a demarcation between the life that we are living in the law of sin before. In the law that we live freely following the devil and the dictate of the flesh. That law that we are living in the, in the, in the, before is law of the flesh. The law of the flesh. The Bible said that law is weak in the flesh. Which law? The law that I will try to do my best not to commit sin. I will try to do my best to live Christianly. No, you can't do that. It is impossible. It is only lived in the spirit. You can't live the life of Jesus, the life of Christ, the life of the life of Christian in the flesh. It is impossible. You just become a legalistic person. Hallelujah. You can't, you just become you just you just begin to live uh, a, 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 a life that is lived under the control and dictates of other law that is outside the law of the, of, of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, which is the spirit of God. The Bible said what the law could not do, in that it was, it was weak through the flesh. Every activity of man in the flesh is weak. No good thing can come out of this flesh. And if you try to live your life within the dictate of the flesh, the Bible said, for this purpose, God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, like we said before, that Jesus Christ presented God, he presented unto God his body, as we read it in the book of, uh, and where we read it, Hebrews 10, 5, where we read the other time, that he said, a body as thou prepared me. Jesus Christ presented his own body, his own flesh. That's why God said, God sending his own son in likeness of the sinful flesh. And for sin, to condemn sin, I had my own toe. Condemn sin in the flesh. So Jesus Christ presented his only body in order for the, for the law of sin in the flesh to die and to be destroyed. The way Jesus Christ was destroyed, was beaten and battered and destroyed. You know when God was dealing with Jesus Christ and the soldiers were dealing with his flesh, it was that flesh in man that the Lord God himself was dealing with in Jesus Christ. You can ask yourself, why was Jesus beaten much more than all other criminals that were crucified with him, were punished or were beaten? He, he was punished beyond even the criminal. Why? He was beaten mercilessly. He was beaten. In fact, there was a time I was, I was watching that scene. Uh, Jesus, Jesus' passion. 
In fact, you can see how the Lord, how wickedly they treated Jesus. And that was the same way God dealt with the flesh in the body of man, in your body. Can you say that Jesus Christ should suffer in that kind of great agony and suffering in the flesh in order to pay the price for you to have victory over the flesh and still continue to live in that flesh? It is a taboo. God will not permit it. And that is the reason why God told me someday, one day, he said, son, the sample of those that I will, I will, I will, I will rapture and cause to be with me. The sample of that person is here, right here on my right hand. And who is at, right, at the right hand of the Lord? I know it was the Lord that spoke that word unto me. He said, those that are we rapture to heaven, I have the sample of them at my right hand here. So, meaning that Jesus Christ, his body was presented holy and blamelessly unto God. And he was made to sit at the right hand of God. And because he has suffered in the flesh, he suffered in the flesh greatly, more than even how the other criminals will be tortured. He was tortured, he was beaten, he was battered. So it was the flesh of Jesus Christ that God used as scapegoat to pay the price for sinfulness in the flesh of man. So that in your flesh and in my flesh, we'll be able to conquer in the, um, we, con we conquer the flesh and Satan in the flesh and sin in the flesh. So that was why Jesus was beaten mercilessly. He was beaten more than any other. The criminal did, you know, Jesus Christ did not have any offense when he was crucified and he was nailed. Did he have any offense? No. Even the Bible and even Quran confirmed it. Hallelujah. That he had no sin. He had no sin. So he suffered for you, Muslim. He suffered for you, Christian, so that your flesh, your flesh, that sin, your flesh that in, in, in which sin really lives in, we be, we, be, we be saved in the last day. That was why Jesus Christ was beaten. Jesus Christ was tortured. Jesus Christ was nailed on the cross and he suffered and died for us. So God was beating flesh that offended him in Jesus Christ. The flesh was the one that accepted evil. The flesh was the one that accepted the apple to eat the apple from the devil. The flesh was the one that angered God. The flesh was the one that became enemy to God. And God drove away the flesh from his garden. And that is the reason why you, will not, you may not have place in heaven if you are still living in the flesh. As they did not have place anymore for God, when they, when, when they yielded to the flesh, so will anybody that is living in the flesh will not have place with God. That's the reason why a believer must live his life in the spirit always. And all days are not true. That's why also, I remember the scripture, Paul said, I die daily. So every believer must be dying daily. Christian that we go to heaven must be dying daily. Dying daily to what? To the flesh. And living unto God. Dying unto the flesh. When you die unto the flesh, you will live unto God. It is when you die unto the flesh that we live unto God. That's why Jesus Christ said, I mean, Paul said that I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. The life I now live, I live through Jesus Christ, who was crucified for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Galatians 2.20, the Bible confirmed that Jesus Christ paid the, dearly, the, 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 the price dearly for us to overcome sin, for, for us to be able to live 
are above every evil laws. Hallelujah. So that's what we read here. The son, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, for sin in your body, for sin in your flesh, for sin in your blood. He paid his own only blood and only flesh presented unto the Lord to be crucified, to be beaten and be tried and be battered. His body became rag. Oh my God. His body became rag. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh Lord. And that's why it was confirmed even, even before he died by the, by, by the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter, uh, 50, Isaiah chapter 53, the Bible said there that uh, when, we look upon, when we look upon him, uh, we, he was, in fact, his look was, was nothing to be seen by man. You, uh, uh, let me read it according to what the Bible said. He said, he is despised. Isaiah 53. He is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And we laid, we, we hid as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrow. Yet we did esteem him speaking. Smitten of God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus Christ uh, suffered a lot and greatly in order for us to overcome in the flesh. If you say you confess him as your Lord as your Savior, it means that you are telling the world that you have overcome the flesh. You have, you have overcome, Satan, overcome Satan in the flesh and sin in the flesh as Jesus overcame. If it is not true about you, if that is not true about you, you are still living in sin or living in the flesh, uh, and you call yourself a Christian, you are not one. Just go and register it in your heart that you are not one. If you are still living in, in sin, or in any known sin, or you are still struggling with sin, you have to come back and return unto the Lord. Seek your salvation again. As if you have not been saved, be born again, again. Be, be saved again and again. And this is what will happen to you, because when the law of the sin of life in Christ Jesus takes place in your life, it will make you free indeed. Free from sin. Free from the law of sin. Free from, the, from every evil laws. The Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. So, verse 4. He said that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. What is the righteousness of the law there that must be fulfilled in us? The righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Of course, there is this law that we are living in before that is called the law of sin and death. And there is this law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that took over. That we change, we exchange our life with. And that life is filled with righteousness of God. The life of the, the, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus or the life even in the spirit is filled with righteousness of God. And we know God by his righteousness. And what makes God God is his righteousness. 
So if the righteousness of God is found in a believer, it means that that man or that woman has come into the, has, has been promoted into the what? Into the, uh, 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 the hierarchy of God, into God's own class. And that was what God was looking for in Abraham. And that was why God tested him sorely. Caused him to wait and wait and wait and wait and pray and pray and pray. Huh? But Abraham said, and it was said about Abraham that he believed in the Lord. When they, whenever the Lord gave him promises that he would do what he said he would do, he believed in the Lord and the Lord counted unto righteousness for him. Meaning that before the Lord will register himself to be a friend to us, he's looking for one thing, his own righteousness. Except his righteousness is found in you, you are not a believer. And the, and the righteousness of God is driven through the life in Christ Jesus. Through our life in Christ Jesus, because Jesus Christ is the righteousness of God in us. This is what we inherited. Abraham was not so blessed as we were, as we are. He wasn't blessed as we were. We were blessed because we had this grace that somebody paid the price of righteousness for us before we attain unto that righteousness. But for Abraham, he had to attain unto righteousness of God by living a life of total believing, total, total loyalty, and total... When you read the book of Genesis about him from, verse, uh, from chapter... Uh, 15 or thereabout, you will hear where the, you see where the Lord calls him often and often to remind him of the life that he wants him to live so that he will be a successful father of generations. So this is the same thing the Lord is requiring from us also. If we are born again and we are saved, we are saved to produce the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. So that the, the, the righteousness of the law, which is through Jesus Christ, will be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. May the Lord pass in Jesus' mighty name. For they that are in the flesh, at least verse 5, for they that are after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh. And they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. I want to stop there. By the grace of the Lord, we are going to start from verse 5. Next week. Hallelujah. Ah, this is Bible study hour. And this is what we have to us today. And we know the Lord has blessed us. But we have to pray at this time. Are you a believer? I have only 16 minutes, about, about 10 minutes here right now to round up, or less than 10 minutes. And I know the Lord will help us in Jesus' name to pray through. I want us to pray. Confess all your sin unto the Lord. If you have found anything in your life through this message, it is time to settle with the Lord. Because the Lord has sent us with this word so that by his grace, we will live the worthy life of Christian that we, have to, we ought to live. Except we live that life, we are not yet prepared for eternity. We are not yet prepared to meet our God. Because when Christ died, he paid the price of his own body, and he died, and on the third day, because sin was not found in his flesh and in his blood, his blood was so holy for, the, for death, that have been arresting, uh, that have been arresting the whole world, the whole world of men from the beginning, could not arrest him. 
death and hell could not arrest him. He rather went into hell and death and collected the key of life, the key of hell, sorry, the key of life and death from the enemy, from the, from, from the devil. So, hallelujah. And that was what he did. He did what? He collected the key of hell and death because the enemy, the, the, his, his body that was crucified was crucified in error. But the made error in the, on the part of those who crucified him, it was an error. But to God, so that, so, that he will be, okay, so that they will regret for life. But for, uh, for us, it was a plus. And for the kingdom of God, why will Christ pay that kind of price? For us to conquer in the flesh and to live above the flesh and we still continue to live therein. Can't you see that it is wickedness if you, can, if, if you are still doing that? That's why the Bible says we are still crucified. If anybody lives that kind of law of life, he's crucifying Jesus Christ second time. And, uh, and you can't crucify Jesus Christ again. It means that you crucify yourself. Because Christ has been crucified once. And you can't crucify him again. So instead of crucifying him, hallelujah. Instead of crucifying him and crucifying Jesus again, second time, you will crucify yourself. Because the death of Jesus Christ and his resurrection... He presented his body at resurrection unto the Father. And it was this same holy body that is now sitting, is made to sit at the right hand of God. And that is why the sample of the body that Jesus Christ had, that he sits in heaven with God with, is what we must have before we can meet him. There is no gainsaying about that. There is nothing hidden about that. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because he said you shall be like him as he is. And the Bible says also that as he is in the world, so are we. Hallelujah. So we must live as he lived in order to be where he is now. Why don't you bow down your head and begin to consider this word that you have heard today. Are you living above sin? Are you living above death? Above, 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 above. Uh, the sin in the flesh. Have you conquered the flesh? Have you conquered the flesh? Is there anything that you have to settle with God now? It is time to settle it before the Lord. Why don't you ask the Lord to help you? Why don't you, why don't you ask the Lord to, 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 to come in your age? Why don't you ask the Lord to do it once again in your life? To forgive you all your sins. Why don't you receive Jesus Christ into your life again and be born again even now? Why don't you say, Lord, save my life? Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Deliver me. Mightily deliver me. Mightily deliver me. As we are ending up this Bible study now, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yes, we thank those of you that entered the studio. Yes, Theophilus Danom, Grace Life, Nick Mons, Mighty, and Sister Efe. God bless you, Sister Efe. God bless you, Mighty. God bless you, Nick Mons. Grace Life, God bless you, Theophilus Danom. God bless you. But today, we have had the word of the Lord in this Bible study today. 
I pray that the Lord will show you divine mystery of overcoming the devil and every principality and power. And that mystery is is mystery of living the life of living in the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Uh, that's what the Bible said, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from law, the law of sin and death. If you live in your life, in the life, in the spirit of, the, of, of life in Christ Jesus, then you'll be able to overcome any situation, any power whatsoever. Like I said, even if you mismarry, or if you take, if you take wrong steps, and you, are, you find yourself negatively in where you didn't want to find yourself, then tune in into the spirit of the Lord. Be born again, be saved. Ask Jesus Christ to forgive you and come into your life. Cry unto him. Cry unto him with all genuineness and repent of your sins. And ask him to take over. And begin from there to live in the spirit. You overcome every problem. You overcome every situation. It's just as that. But look, it takes determination. It takes years and moments and days of following God steadily before you can become a permanent conqueror, a, 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 a guaranteed conqueror uh, over the devil. So that's the reason why you have to take decision now. You have to take decision now to follow the Lord, to obey him, to be his own, and let him be your own. Let him be yours also. Why don't you give your life unto Jesus Christ? Why don't you just ask him to forgive you, forgive you all your sins and be born again now? Hallelujah. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Thanking you for being with us. If you are here today, you are here because you are a, you, the Lord wants to make you a conqueror. Is there anyone that is struggling with any known sin here today, I am agreeing together with my sister now for you that the Lord will give you victory over that sin. In the name of Jesus, we will pray. That the Lord will give victory over that sin. In the name of Jesus. Any one of you that is, that is still struggling with one sin or the other, it is time the Lord visit you. And the Lord will visit you here now. In the name of Jesus. The Lord will visit you. Let my sister pray for you. You will overcome in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the power of the cover. Thank you for the power of life in you. Thank you. Jesus. Your resurrection alive we are doing. We thank you for you have done it once and for all, total and for eternity. To conquer sin in the flesh of man. Yes. Thank you, Jesus, because this hour, we're looking up unto you for as many as are struggling with sin in their flesh. Thank you because you will visit them. Amen. You will touch them. Amen. As they are sincerely saying, I open the door of my heart. Call me my Savior to save me from this sin. Call me with your power to swallow up this uh, uh, law of sin and death. As they are opening that door now, come in and conquer. As you have conquered on the cross and through your resurrection in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we apply all the weapons of believers 
Our weapons are not kind of almighty through God to be pulled down of every strong way. The word says, and the power in it, the power in the blood of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of resurrection, the power of Calvary, the power in the blood of Jesus, the power in the name of Jesus. We send it through God and use it to touch as many as are struggling with, with sin. Because Jesus has died and the, 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 the hell knows it. The falling Lucifer and them were called angels disturbing the world, pushing that sin onto you knows it. Therefore, you conquer by the blood and by your testimony that Jesus is your Lord and Jesus is your Savior in the mighty name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. The power of resurrection gives you life. And receive the law of life Amen. to overcome forever. Amen. In the mighty name of Amen. Jesus. The power in the death and resurrection of Jesus will speak for you. Amen. The power in the blood of Jesus will speak for you. Amen. Sincerely open up your heart and accept him. Yes. Tell him you're a sinner. Yes. Tell him you're a sinner. Tell him you cannot help yourself. And as you do that sincerely and invite Jesus to her, let the seed of God enter into you, be established in your heart in the mighty name of Jesus. With the seed of God in you, we swallow up the seed of sin, the nature of sin, the old man, the Adamic nature, and we destroy it by the power of Calvary and, and, and the resurrection uh, power of Jesus Christ. Go and live in victory. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. From now, the power of death and sin has no place in your life. Amen. They are swallowed up by the power of the law of life in Christ Jesus. That invite into your heart. Jesus be enthroned and be king over your life. To give you power to go and see no one. You are washed in the blood. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Go and live in dominion over sin. Amen. Go and rule and reign over sin and the works of darkness and the Amen. devil. And because the sun set you free from now. You are set free indeed. Amen. You live in liberty. Amen. You live in dominion Amen. over sin and flesh. Amen. And you reign with Christ here and thereafter. To the glory of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The death of Christ will not be in vain over your life. Amen. The blood will avail for you. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise be the Lord. Amen. Praise be the Lord. Amen. To God be the glory for your life. Thank you for being with us. You know the Lord has met you. And the Lord has taught you through this Bible study. You can download our message on Be Fruitful, all our messages on BeFruitfulFamily.podbean.com. The Lord bless you, BeFruitfulFamily.podbean.com. That's where you can have all our details. So there, uh, you can like us. There, you can like our messages. And then, you can follow us also. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. So please be with us on Wednesday by 7 a.m., uh, for family Shiloh Hour, this that is that is that is that is our covenant day in this ministry, where we reach out unto family in particular, especially every need of family shall be taken care of. The Lord will bless us in Jesus' mighty name. We will pray on that day. May we, we will not then speak much about where the word of the Lord more. I mean, uh, we will pray more. That's what I want to say. We won't pray more than. Uh, uh, the words.
So speaking of the word, we pray more. The Lord will help us. Uh, the Holy Spirit will teach us to pray then. So be with us. And we know that day, that is when God breaks yokes, releases, releases people. And uh, that's when God blesses and leads and gives victories. The Lord bless you as you join us on that day. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. Remain blessed in Jesus' name. And bye for now. Amen. Thank you.